about how we're just gonna yeah, keep we're going. Gonna, we're, 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 we're gonna get into it right now. It's the five on five podcast presented to you by directmusicservice.com. Hit that click track, boom. Mm. It's rock and roll time. Hey uh, yo, when you're on YouTube, go ahead and hit the like, hit the subscribe, and ding the bell every time we drop a video. It's just that easy. Uh, use promo code five on five F I V E O N F I V E to save some bucks. Where at off your first month subscription on directmusicservice.com. I have I have so much coffee going through me right now. Man. It's four PM out in New York. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm you what your host phenom. There was a Down drink the made. Me. There was no, a drink no, made I'm for me, gonna, man. So I'm I'm no. like I'm like wired right now too. Let me go. Man, Let me go. Let me up. go. <laughs> Let me run. Let me run. Down the street from me, Neek Williams. Down the street from him, Neek Williams. Neek- hey. <laughs> I thought that was intentional. That was crazy. <laughs> Neek Lopez, Jupiter Williams, and our very special guest today. I didn't even get to do do the opening chat. Are we out in the UK? Is that where yeah, you're at? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Just outside of London. Okay. Yeah. Spoiler alert! You hear the voice, ladies and gentlemen. Make some noise for DJ Cable. Hello, fellas. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. Man, thanks for being here. We, we are very happy to have you here, man. Uh, I've been following you for a minute now on socials. You are, your production, your edits, chef's kiss. Without yeah, getting fun. too much into it. It's just, it's all very tastefully done. And they're party rockers. You know, it's it's tough sometimes editing something that somebody sees as like hollowed ground. And I, I'm sure you can probably attest to that, making a remix or making an edit or a mashup or anything like that. But you find a way to do it so tastefully. So I wanted to give you your props before we even get into it. Uh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Sure. Means a lot. I mean, appreciate sure. the fact Absolutely. that even like, because when I'm not doing edits and stuff, I'm just kind of thinking of like all my people around me, like, you know, because um, a lot of the stuff I'm, I play is like rooted in like hip hop and dancehall. So Hence the reason we're doing like the dance edits and stuff this year. And um, yeah, the fact that um, people have been downloaded all over the world and, you know, it's getting spun in America and it's getting spun like different countries and shit. It's, yeah, it's just, uh, it's cool. It's a great feeling, man. It's like nice that um, I guess people kind of have similar taste to me, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Cable, yeah. let me ask you this real quick. Do your edits yeah. come from you playing out and you put you put together a mashup and you're like dang th- this works and then you go you go in and record it or do you just are you're already recording it and you know that you're going to play this out okay yeah a bit by so like sometimes i'll be like playing out and i might just like fling instrumental over just like a, a normal tune and be like yo do you know what that might actually um work or it could just be like something random or just be like listening to sign in the car and be like actually i think this is a similar key to that let me go home and try it so mm-hmm. Sometimes um, I've got like set ideas. Um, so like when I did the first dance all blends thing, um, and this was just before um, like Nada just done the We Were On The Ground remix over the Buster rhythm. And um, I was just like, I had this idea to kind of um, have just like one rhythm like slapping hip hop instrumental with like some classic things. And then lo and behold, he'd done the tune as well. So I was like, cool, I've got these in the stash. Let me just like kind of fling a few more acapellas on there and kind of make a rhythm pack for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so like a lot of it's kind of dictated by like mistake, like happy mistakes in the club, or um, I could just be sat at home thinking, yeah, that's a similar key. Yeah, this might work. Let me see what yeah. happens. I mean, it, it seems like Bandcamp is the last frontier outside of the record pools to really share this. Yeah. Is that safe to say? After that, if that goes, Patreon, yeah. and then that's kind of it, yeah? 
hundred percent. And you know, I'd, I'd already had like a little bit of uh, an audience on Bandcamp through like previous releases and stuff. So I was like, let me just slap it up on there, and you know, people can pay whatever they want, and that's kind of work. But um, yeah, the whole Patreon thing, I would like to get into it, but um i feel that you know there's like so many other djs like doing other cool shit like they're doing production videos and breakdowns and you know i'm, I'm kind of lazy i haven't got the time or, or like yeah. the kind of drive to kind of be like hey guys here's i made something they wouldn't kind of give it away as like extra like content and stuff and you know, it's, it's another platform i guess i've got to go a bit like build up from the start but um yeah i feel kind of like Bandcamp's like the kind of final frontier like soundcloud you can kind of get a blind sort of put stuff on there occasionally but um obviously i had stuff taken down in the past and stuff saying so trying to risk it no more so i guess like bank counts kind of like the one spot um yeah that, that i can kind of really upload my shit to you know what i mean which is crazy because you would think that the labels would want as much as hands-on as much as they could you know yeah. stuff like the the players coil array and stuff like that that turned into something huge like a mashup turning into buster rhymes getting on the remix and stuff like that you would think that there would be more of an effort kind of globally for labels to pay attention and kind of help out but without Bandcamp, soundcloud doesn't want anything to do with it and for mm -hmm. the longest time you couldn't even put up a, a dj mix yeah, from a yeah, live yeah. set right. you know where, Still where they have a hard just, time doing that still yeah, yeah you know uh i gave up i gave up i'm like mm -hmm. i i have two strikes i don't want to risk it and get the whole thing taken down um and i think a lot of other artists as well just kind of gave up on the platform because it seemed like they were working against us at first it was like a free-for-all right. you could go on soundcloud and download mashups and all sorts of fun stuff and now people get flagged even for their own tracks Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like they they also kind of took away the community aspect because you know you used to have like SoundCloud groups back in the day where mm -hmm. um you know I was doing like a lot of trap edits at that time so I was like cool let me go and find all like these track groups post my shit in there and you can kind of find the audience within them do you know what I mean and then like now they obviously got rid of it and it's really just kind of become a, a, like another streaming platform almost like another DSP really you know what I mean yeah yeah, yeah really um, and you've got adverts on there and you've got to pay obviously a monthly subscription to like not have the adverts and stuff it's you know it's kind of almost just like a poor man's spotify in in my opinion even though you can find some amazing edits on there <clears> still, <throat> and i still like try and go uh, digging on there as much as i can but um yeah it's really kind of like lost that sort of um yeah kind of like, like i said like niche kind of community feel um it is kind of like a dsp at this point but it, when you look at it that in that light you realize how like not user friendly it actually is because yeah, it definitely. doesn't have the the ease of search as you know some of the bigger ones like spotify or apple have where you can look for <clears throat> playlists and things like that it doesn't work the same way so in that way it's like i'd rather just pay for spotify if if i'm a consumer looking for music I'd rather just pay for Spotify because it works better. But if you look at SoundCloud, it's like a like a digging tool where people upload their own original stuff and like, you know, it's it. it mm -hmm. But we have all the paywalls and things that come with a DSP. It's kind of like it's in that weird gray middle area. Yeah, where it's yeah, not quite as user friendly, but it has more original music. But it's still flagging some original people and their stuff like. 
there's these third parties too, where it's like, okay, cool. You can download the track. If you follow them on Instagram, mm. you follow them on, on SoundCloud and then make you a, leave comment. a comment on the <laughs> and track. Now you can download it. Yeah. You know, take a lap around the block, rub yeah. your stomach and touch your nose <laughs> at the same time. Yeah. You know? and it, it's like, I did that the other day. I did that for Teen Wolf. And, and by the end of it, I'm like, I'm, I'm stoked to play the track, but I feel like I've been beaten over a head. Mm-hmm. Just I had to, to do that for a get... G Lee. Okay. Yeah. You know, and, and I totally get it where they're coming from. It's like, it shouldn't have to be that hard to get an interaction on right. there. Like, like somebody leave a comment like, yo, this is dope. And then after the, after the walls that you have to go through, you're like, man, well, I was already following him on Instagram, <laughs> but I, I had to, I had to connect my Instagram through SoundCloud through this app. And then, you know, remember my password. And I was like, <laughs> Fuck, I almost missed my gig trying to get all of this shit. (laughs) But but I I see where they're coming from. And I I just wish there was a third. I wish there was an other. Because Cable, I'm like you, where I'm not motivated enough to stick to a regiment for Patreon. I'm not motivated enough to be like, hey, I can promise you 30 edits and four remixes and 10 blends and no i'll be putting out shit like grade a just garbage where you know it's like it's done but at what cost and hats off to people like bike and all of them that that are capable to put out heavy hitting content every week or every month or whatever yeah hey was it nick bike that he was in a picture with uh eccentric and it said two yeah two serato crates walking to a bar yeah that was so good yeah yeah you know but it's it's such a commitment and i wish there was some other where you could just dump like a stream of ideas you know and even monetize it to where if if you if you made a buck and you got like you know 25 percent and 75 percent went to the label or whatever great you know, like on a much more micro scale. I don't know how that would work. I feel like Bandcamp is that answer. Yeah. I feel until like... they take your shit down. Yeah, and that's coming. oh, so you oh, so they yeah, no Doomsday are, is coming. They're giving strikes on Bandcamp too. It, I, yeah, I don't it's put a, music on Bandcamp, so I don't. It's a new team now too. They yeah. just got bought out, and oh uh, yeah, they laid a bunch of people off over there, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Laid so a bunch of people off. Yeah, somebody made a tweet said, "Go ahead and." Find your find your favorite artists, find your favorite DJs, find your favorite editors, and go ahead and download all of it right now. Yeah, everything's kind of going that way though, where you have to pay individually for everything, and it's yeah. so much more than what it was. Yeah, in before. theory, like, I love Bandcamp because I you can sell merch, you can buy yeah. fucking mm-hmm. physical media, you stop can shop. buy MP3s. It really is like everybody's one stop. It's everybody's merch table, but somebody bought Plan B from there too. Yo, we should get into the we should get into the rounds. Yes. Did <laughs> <laughs> you play the game? Let's play the game. Who's big is it Colin, today? Colin, you froze. I am unfroze. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, yeah. That, that joke didn't go so well. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dang, that I'm joke at the, really I'm at the mercy of, of Moxie and their <laughs> internet the Ritz today. Carlton. It's it's not the hoi polloi. It's 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 New York internet. So we're gonna do our best. There's right. 90 million people out here on this thing. Um, 
I have a pick today. Uh, okay, well, this is this is mainly for you. It's we're gonna go five rounds today. It's two artists, their top five songs on Spotify. You're gonna pick a this or a that, and then we're gonna kind of see how this shakes out. <laughs> two titans, two <laughs> titans of industry. Uh, one no longer with us, and one Uh-oh. questionably at yes. her peak right now. Oh, tough to say. Tough Ooh. to say. Taylor Swift. Uh, nope. Oh. I'm just I'm just gonna get into it. The <laughs> battle is Amy Winehouse versus Dua Lipa. Oh, so Ooh. we're gonna go five rounds today, starting with this back to back to black or dance the night away. Which way are you going? Back to black, bro. Back to black. Sure, sure. You gotta go back to black. Okay. Uh, round two: Rehab or Cold Heart? The Panu remix. Mm. Rehab. Rehab. No okay. rehab remix with Hove though. Nah, it's just a good one. <laughs> I love that one. This could be a sweep today. I, I'm I'm fully admitting that this. Dang, could be a sweep, are we really at the mercy right now? With, with Dua? Uh, I mean, Amy's just bulletproof. Yeah. I will say yeah, that. Yeah, that's all it yeah. is. Like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, that's some biased as well. So you know, like, yeah, and that's like. I wouldn't yeah. even say that's biased. It's, it's Amy. Like yeah. that's yeah. <laughs> well, I I found out today Duel was born in London. So that's kind of how I got Yeah, she that. was. I, did, yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's news to me. Uh, number three, Valerie mm. or Don't Start Now. Okay. Oh, Valerie, man. Valerie, okay. That was uh, a better matchup, though. <laughs> we're getting better. <laughs> uh, four, You Know I'm No Good or Levitating. Oh. You know what? I'm going to go levitating on that one. Okay. 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 Really like Do a good song. one. Like a really well produced song. Yes. Number five, Tears Dry on Their Own or One Kiss with Calvin Harris? Tears Dry on Their Own. Okay. Okay. All right. That was that was pretty pretty one sided. Yeah. It wasn't a complete sweep. No, 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 no. Do like, no. like it came one, on at the end. song was charity. I would have I would have swept. <laughs> There's, it's I, tough. Was yeah. it Valerie that we passed on? No, no, uh, no, no, no. Uh, or, no, no, no. Yeah. Uh, we're going to get okay, right into the lightning round. Um, this is for cable only. It is a this or that. One artist stays. The other artist is deleted out of existence. Oh, so you go to grab that record behind your shelf. It's not there. You got to frisbee it out the window. It's, you don't have a window. You got to you gotta throw it against the wall <laughs> as hard as you can so it can shatter. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, starting with the Clash or Ramones. Oh, who stays? Mate. Oh man, I love Blitzkrieg, Bob, but I don't know. Clash got bangers, though, bro. Yo, this is a tough one. This is super tough. Yo, he was almost going through all the rounds right there. Out of the gate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I gave him the first matchup was easy. Now we get into the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. This this one's super hard still. Um, boy. It's a close one, but I'm going to say the clash. Okay. Actually, oh, oh. can I change it? <laughs> yeah. Sure. Um, no, no, no. I'm sticking with the clash. I'm sticking with the clash. Okay. Yeah. okay. Fake out. I like that. <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan or Nas? Oh, Nas is staying. Okay. Let's go with 
Project Pat or Trick Daddy? Ooh. <laughs> Yo. See, this one right here tells a lot about a person. <laughs> it does. It, tell, it, tell, it tells how, how this person like. There's really no listens. wrong answer. There's, There's no, no wrong answer. answer. It, tell, it tells you how, how a person it's listens. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, man. Not in a good or bad way. It no. Just your personality. <laughs> He's gonna say one artist, and we're gonna be up to like. Okay. Sharp's like an all-time classic. I don't know, man. No, I'm gonna say Project Power on this one. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Maybe a little bit easier here. DJ Snake or Diplo? Um, Diplo. Okay. Hypnotize minds or swish a house? Oh, <laughs> see, it's the thing. I'm not, oh, man, I'm such a massive fan of the both of them. But do you know what? I'll say swish a house purely for the fact that the last uh, couple of weeks I've been like severely bumping like all the DJ screw. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna say swish a house on this one. <clears throat> okay. Trina or Meg the Stallion? Hey, yo, um, I'm not gonna Meg, you know. Okay. 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 Uh, LCD sound system or the Strokes? Do you know what? I haven't listened to much LCD sound system, so I've got to say the Strokes on that one. Strokes take it. Okay. Shaba Ranks or Supercat? Oof. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I think this is the hardest one now. Because, like, Supercat's, like so instrumental mm-hmm. in like you know what i mean but yeah. dance or anything but i don't know man like shabba's like shit man i'm gonna say shabba i'm gonna say shabba yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, play, okay. I'll play a lot more shabba than super in the club but mm-hmm. super cat is great though you know what i mean okay Sean paul versus beanie man oh beanie man all day beanie man okay doors or nirvana uh jeez. Um, I'm a say Nirvana. Okay. I grew up listening to them heavy as a kid, so yeah. Uh, Armand, oh, go ahead. Do you feel this is a random thought that popped into my head because the Elvis that Priscilla and Elvis movies coming out? Mm. <clears throat> Do you feel like Beanie Man is the Elvis of dancehall? Wow. Um. Is Beanie Man the king of dancehall? And if not, who is? is? Well, he says he's the king. I think probably the greatest dancehall artist of our generation is probably Vice Cartel. But um, Beanie's up there, though. He's definitely certified great. Mount Rushmore, but not the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, definitely, mm. definitely not Elvis, but he's, yeah, he's top five. I hear mm. you. Oh, my I God. I just that. made a Mount Rushmore comment to a That's funny. Not a reference. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 could to... him, we could we could pivot and do a Mount Rushmore dance if you really want. I mean, you know, run it, open it up. I want to hear yeah. your top five. Yo, oh, put me on the spot now. Um, <laughs> let me think. All right, Beanie Man, Bounty Killer, yeah. uh, Vice Cartel. How many is on Mount Mount Rushmore? Is it five? Four. Sorry, four. four. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> that's the that's the tricky thing about Mount Mount Rushmore is you oh, want to do five, but you got to leave one off. Oh it's shit! Four. All right, yeah, it's five. My bad. All right, um, so yeah, bounty, beanie, cartel, and 
Yo, it's a tough one. He's going to be a fourth one. Because there's like the Shabba. Shabba. I was just going to say there's like the the clean guys, the the player ass, like yellow mans or the Shabbas. Mm-hmm. But Shabba's the one out of those guys. He's like the big daddy Kane of dance hall. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yes, a little bit of house talk. Armand Van Helden or Fatboy Slim? Oh, Armand Van Helden. Who they? Okay. Okay. Um, Dilla or Pete Rock? Ooh. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. I'd say, I'd say Dilla just because of like the stuff I was getting into as I was growing up. I gravitated more towards the Dilla sound and Pete Rock. Mm. Uh, the Who, the Who, or Rolling Stones? Ooh. Probably Stones. Okay. Let's go with Disclosure or Jamie XX. Oh, man. Um, Disclosure. Okay. Uh, Let's do, let's see here. Okay, yeah, we'll get into the tough ones here. Prince or Michael Jackson? Yeah, that that's near impossible, boy. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, damn. I'm gonna say MJ. Okay, it's gotta be MJ. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mariah or Whitney? Ooh, um, Whitney. Okay. Beatles or Beach Boys? Damn. Uh, Beatles. Okay. Pac or Biggie? Hey. <laughs> and I'm curious because you're from the UK. What was your yeah? There's no coast bias. Yeah. So it. So the the thing with like the UK is is a weird one because we just kind of soaked everything up. So like we we were never really kind of biased to um you know oh I just listened to East Coast or West Coast or you know we kind of just absorbed like everything uh, when we was like hearing it on the radio and stuff. So um you know like growing up like Shorty Blitz and Two Seven Nine was playing everything uh, mm-hmm. on the radio Westwood as well. Um so yeah I mean I did grow up listening to a lot of East Coast stuff, but. I think comparing the artist and comparing the catalog, um, and just comparing the overall vibe as well. Uh, I'm gonna say Tupac, you know. Okay. Yeah. No, it's it's like Nick said. It, it is interesting because for I would say for dance music, for house, for everything, you guys got it first, and then we got it. You know, like yeah. you led the path, you led the charge, and then whatever you guys set the tone with over in the UK it crossed over some of it, not all of it, obviously, but a large amount of it. And, and going even one step back, as far as disco goes, whatever crossed over from New York, Mm -hmm. you know, was there first and maybe a little bit of Chicago house as things started to come along, whatever. But for rap, you know, like it's still been an ongoing battle with the States trying to comprehend grime. You know, and Drake kind of did that a little bit, kind of put some some people on, but, but I feel like it's still a mystery, you yeah, know, for, yeah, for a lot of people in the States. 
But you got you got you know the um all those Brooklyn guys taking over the drill sound, you know, with with Pop and Fabio. Yeah, drill uh, is probably the closest busy. comparison to the grime thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the, the whole drill thing is weird because I mean obviously like what started in Chicago and if you kind of go back like to the early early drill stuff like early six seven and like early like one fifty um like trap trap in the band low and um like let's lurk and you know them kind of tunes the production wasn't like kind of what it is now with like the kind of skippy hats and the the mm-hmm. sliding weights and that it was really kind of more like Chicago orientated sounds and then um yeah just kind of developed from there and then i don't know how it kind of made its way back but now it's like that kind of like quintessential like drill kind of production is yeah heavily like uk influenced but it's mad how it went from like the us to the uk and then back to the us again mm-hmm. um and i feel like yeah the, the brooklyn guys kind of get it um maybe maybe it's like a i don't know like a voice kind of so like UK music, like the kind of main current theme that kind of runs through it is um, like uh, Jamaican culture and like, you know, mm-hmm. regular dance hall. Like mm-hmm. you kind of go back through like jungle, drum and bass. Yeah. You know, the whole, like even grime itself was like born out of um, people clashing each other on the mic and like the whole stage show element, which you get from like Sting or something like watching Venus Sting, you know what I mean? So um, yeah, I think maybe because the whole BK thing, I know there's like quite a lot of Jamaicans in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. the whole kind of like slang culturally kind of yeah it's yeah, the yeah. it's the flow uh, that that made a lot of sense that made a lot of sense right there because it's the, the it's the whole flow that both of them kind of adopt you know the um the the timeline of uh, the of drill becoming what it is now kind of reminds me of in dance music like tech house mm. where it started over on the other side of the pond and then comes back by the time it gets to the U.S., it gets so polished and so tidied up mm-hmm. that it now has like a defined sound. Whereas before there was elements of things that made Tech mm-hmm. House that you just kind of got and it was very underground. And then by the time it gets to the America, because it's so easy to digest, it gets so polished that it's like it's easy to tell what is Tech House or it's easy to tell what is Drill. So much so that it can end up on the charts and you end up with like Ice Spice who's now making pop drill music. Yeah. You know, it's kind of crazy that it's gotten to that point. Yeah. And I think that that's kind of been the main thing with grime is that because the the kind of beauty and not the weird thing about it is that you can't sonically define uh, grime music. There's nothing Mm -hmm. that says this is what a grime beat is because if you kind of go through the whole catalog, you know, Wiley beat sounds completely different to like a, a rookie beat and sounds completely different to a Spyro beat you know the whole like sound design and like the beat structure is just completely wild and you know um okay cool you've got like the whole kind of gliding like square wave thing that kind of is that whole kind of esky sound which is sort of like a a common denominator between um like some of the tunes and that but yeah um because like you can't you know you can turn around and say this is how you make a drill beat or like mm-hmm. this is how you make i don't know like a, a memphis beat or this is how you make a, a jersey club beat or something if you turn right. around and say, like this is how you make a grind beat you could go off in like so many different directions but um yeah and also like like i said the fact that like you've got the whole kind of station clashing element and also it's kind of born out of like pirate radio where people are just like run instrumentals and run rhythms and they would just like chat over the top for like two hours on a pirate radio show with no ad breaks so um yeah kind of yeah sort of trying to say to someone like this is what grime is it's yeah it's can't like, it's, it's not quite is 
I mean, luckily, I think <laughs> for the people who love it, it hasn't gotten to a point where it did. It's obviously gotten very pop, much more popular than it was in its early years, but it hasn't gotten to a point of being like mundane and washed out, <clears throat> essentially Americanized to where we've turned it into a commodity that's easy to sell. We know what it sounds like. It's this. Here's the recipe. Mass produce it and sell it. Do you think a lot of that with America has to do with with pot smoke? passing the uh, popularity well, maybe the drill thing yeah possibly i mean drill, you know, oh, he, yeah he was going to go on to do like massive things in it you know yeah I mean? like, he definitely would have been almost like the, the kind of 50 cent of, of like the younger generation mm-hmm. absolutely um, you know um, i think he would have made that. drill he would have been participating in this whole um pop drill music thing mm-hmm. yeah I, but i think he would have been tastefully done as well because i yes. think you know, he would have kept the same team around him would have kept the same producers <clears> around like you wouldn't have um you know, i don't think it would have been ice spice level of pop when i say it like that but he would have been a, a huge popular yeah. drill artist for sure i wanted i wanted to ask uh what what was your impression as soon as drake started to do a uk slang and all of that were you was it what was the consensus over there i mean it was kind of like divided because like if I guess like for those that know like there's similarities with um the UK it's like London and Toronto anyway because of like the way that people talk and the slang and, and the music and that you know kind of similar to what I was saying with with like Brooklyn how there's like a lot of Jamaicans there it's the same like big Caribbean population in in Toronto as well so they they understand the slang and they understand the music and that and again I think that whole kind of theme of like reggae and dance will kind of connects like both cities but um but yeah to kind of hear him over the years go from almost wanting to kind of sound like fonte from little brother to then all of a sudden becoming a roadman within like you know yeah. um like six or seven years whatever is kind of wild still but um i don't know maybe he was just like maybe that's authentically him i don't know but he, he's always been up on like uk artists and like uk culture from what i've heard in like early interviews and that especially when i've been like speaking to Sentex. but um but yeah it it kind of did feel a bit not like contrived not like fully contrived but it did kind of be like yo fam like why, why are you doing this now you know what i mean but um, he's he's like the greatest method actor you know and and drake <laughs> is is the greatest method actor project where aubrey graham is playing drake that's not really who he, i mean aubrey graham yeah. at the end of the day yeah and i, I think he's admitted that a couple times too yeah to, you know, to, like, like in, in a in a sense that drake is the persona mm-hmm. it's, i mean he's variations of he's the cornball child <laughs> actor for his he's been an actor since he was a kid he's been famous since he was a kid so yeah he's definitely gonna be a weirdo like <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely expected at this point yeah oh what are they doing over there yeah i'll do that in it or whatever when he was in memphis that's what he was saying. yeah all of a sudden yeah. now he's all into project pat like yeah yeah, yeah I'm, I'm waiting for him to, to become uh deb and pappy and make an amo piano album in the next six months wow i know, I, 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 think that, I think that i think he passed all. i think that passed i think yeah. that passed yeah, when he started doing the afro beats thing he i think he that passed with his dance album yeah he went yeah. Martinez Brothers instead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he went Jesus instead. Yeah. Like, are, you, are you guys playing much of like, I mean, obviously I know everyone's like playing Rich Flex and everything like that, but is everyone playing anything off of the house album? Even I, like the new I album? am. Is this happen, are you or? still? 
Yeah, yeah, I am. But and that's just because of the the climate over here in Portland. It's, yeah, it's just like that. So it's, it's a boutique city. So you know, we're we're playing a lot of the the B side stuff. You okay. know, a lot a lot of people out here are are really into right now, really into the B side stuff. Really into just that makes like sense. Head heads music, you know. So yeah. yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm for definitely me, not, I'm for not me, I am, but I'm not playing the the bigger clubs. So yeah, yeah, I'm not it's, hearing it out here, no. but I haven't been to a big club in a minute. I like I haven't been to Omnia or I. Well, you'll probably well, hear Rich Daddy. I went to Excess recently. I haven't heard anything from Massive, like anything or anything along those lines. Any of the uh, housey Drake stuff in a minute. I haven't um, heard any off the new album. I, I've been You've heard playing, Rich Daddy. Rich Daddy. I've heard Rich Baby Daddy. That's about Rich it. Rich Baby Daddy. Yeah, sorry. Anyone play that yet? So really, I don't know. Damn, Maybe it's just where, I, where I'm going or what. But yeah, I haven't I'm heard hearing that, that ever, twice a week. Love that song. And I, I play the Drake and Bad Bunny song every night. So you got a new I've been, one? I've been playing that song too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what is it called? Gentle. Yeah, uh-huh. gentle, gen- yeah. Gen- gen- gently, yeah, gently, gently. Yeah. I'm hearing <laughs> yeah. gently out, and I'm hearing rich baby daddy out. Yeah, and rich baby daddy, you play the whole song. Yeah, absolutely. Because you can't, yeah. you can't skip it on scissors. Sexy bro. Red's verse is like fucking eight bars though. <laughs> yeah, but you can't, you can't, you can't cut it on scissor verse either though. Like, no, so you get, scissor you just comes out of heaven and just blesses the verse with just pureness. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, That's a funny I wanna... song. I love it. I want to get into a bit of history with you, Cable. Uh, I know you have a turntablism background. I know you have roots in that. Um, who were you looking up to when you started as far as, okay, your entry point, I want to hear your entry point to DJing and what DJs inspired you to go the turntablism route because it's definitely different than just the generic blending route. Um, yeah, so like when I first started, um, I think the kind of the one thing I saw on TV that that really kind of made me think, oh shit, I want to do the whole scratching thing was, um, there's like a music program over here called like Later with Jules Holland. Um, and you just get like mad, like different bands on and they'd like jam together and, um, they'd also individually like showcase what song was there was releasing at the time. And, uh, Gangstar was on there and, uh, Primo was there like cutting up and, uh, Guru was there like doing full clip. And I was like, I said, wow, bro, I need to try this. And um had a friend who um was like, I was like listening to a lot of drum and bass as well. Um, so a friend of mine is like a drum and bass DJ. He was like, Oh, you like scratching, you like drum and bass, why don't you try scratching over drum and bass like DJ hype? And uh I was like, All right, cool. Um finally got like one of these real shitty belt drive DJ in a box set up things for Christmas one time. You know, like the the kind of 200, 300 like Damn. dollar. Oh yeah. I yes. had that too. Yeah. I think we all started that way. Uh, well, what, I, I tried to. <laughs> uh, I, I had a, what did I have? I had um Newmark, I want to say the TT 1700s, like, yeah, terrible. And um, I think it was like a blue dog mixer or something like that. So sick. Yeah, the blue one. <laughs> yeah. The blue, yeah. 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 Like the M5 or whatever, like the little. Yeah. Um, and like crossfade would like bleed every month. You had to like spend like 20, 30 bucks like getting a getting a crossfade every month and stuff. But um, <laughs> yep, yep. yeah. Um, but basically getting it like kind of focusing more on hip hop and stuff because I was like buying drum and bass and I was buying a little bit of hip hop. So I was like, yeah, I just want to be drum like drum and bass DJ. And then it worked out super early on because this is what like 99, 2000. Um back then there was like no FL studio or Ableton. It was mm. like outboard gear and samplers and 
you know, you would have either had to like spend a day with an engineer in a studio and making a tune, or you'd need like tens of thousands of pounds of outboard gear. So I was like, I need to be a producer to kind of make it within the drum and bass scene because it's such a producer led and it still is a producer led um, scene. Um, so I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I'll just focus on hip hop instead and still buy a little bit of it on the side and kind of just went further down a rabbit hole really. And, uh, you know, bought a DMC VHS tape and kind of like my mind was blown. I was just like, yeah, oh, this is like some next level shit. And uh, hold on, can we can we pause right there? Yeah. What what was what was the the hip hop that you was that you was gravitating to at that time? Um, a lot of East Coast stuff. Um, and then like stuff I was hearing on the radio as well, like Ludacris and that. Mm. But um, also for about six months, I had like a super duper like backpack phase where I was like just heavily into like raucous fondalum, you know. <laughs> and then I realized that none of the ladies are going to dance this shit. <laughs> yeah. Same as a drum and bass show, though. I realized that no one's going to twerk to, to bite one nerve. So um, let, me, let me start playing Southern Hospitality instead. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and you know, I've still got like a, a real big soft spot for that kind of indie rap thing, you know. Um, I, still buy loads of it i still kind of you know keep up to date with like all the new stuff as well but uh, so yeah it's again just a, a mishmash of everything um so like all the kind of classics that you hear at the time so like snoop jay-z nas um obviously um you know grew up in secondary school listening to like biggie and you know a bit of wu-tang as well but yeah then a bit of obviously all like the down south stuff and then you know the kind of super duper like nerdy shit and uh yeah it's kind of um just sort of started amassing the record collection of, of that really um and then kind of got like i said further into the whole like dmc thing so like you know for for a few years it was literally just right i'm gonna buy doubles at everything and start doing beat juggle routines and yeah um kind of yeah it's kind of sort of fell, fell into it i guess you know mm. it's 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 a slippery slope because once you're <laughs> especially collecting vinyl once you're opening up these doors and you're like, well, I'm going to get into dance now and I'm going to branch off into this or that, you're you're buying everything. And now I know a lot of us, too, are buying back things that, you know, maybe we parted with from, you know, yeah. a while ago or trying to for me, I'm trying to find all the blog era stuff. Right. So I'm going oh, down this yeah. rabbit hole of trying to find these bits and pieces. When I was out in the UK a couple of weeks ago, I picked up almost exclusively blog stuff that you can't find in the States, but you guys had plenty of it out by you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I feel like what year did you start on Serato? Were you right away or did it take a little bit for you? Uh, I was about like 2006, I think. So kind of early, but, but not like one of the first people. Yeah. So, so when, when you converted, you're sitting on all this wax and you're like, now what do I do? You know, like I'm playing digital now. And from a turntablist point of view, that had to feel a little bit foreign, right? Yeah, but I also love the fact that I was like, oh my God, I can now take everything to the club. And now I yeah. can just like download shit. And, you know, again, yeah. this is right when the blog era kind of first started popping. So I was like, yeah, I can download something off and now, right? And play in the club tonight. Like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. yeah, I got a funny story about my records actually. So, um, kind of like a couple of years after that i was like sitting on all this shit um you know a bunch of like indie rap stuff i didn't really want you know i was like i'm not really gonna play this cool keith 12 ever again probably not let me just like do a job but <laughs> hold it to someone 
and um there was a lot of shit in that collection as well i mean you know uh, the, 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 <coughs> like you know, rihanna sos and like just some weird ass shit and sold it yeah. to him and then uh about three or four years back i was like going through like some of the records i was like oh man i can't find this tune where's this other song going i was like oh fuck, i sold this one mate tom and then um kind of went online and realized how much the records are worth and i was like oh shit so um called him back up and i was like hey you know those records i sold to you um do you want to sell them back to me and he like by some stroke of like luck he'd uh he just had him sitting there didn't even want anything to do with him he'd like listen to him he's like yeah i don't like any of this shit so <laughs> managed to buy them back for the same price i sold them for and wow. um cherry picked them and then um had like about 100 that I, I didn't want anyway you know all the kind of rihanna doubles and shit like that yeah uh, sold him to someone else for the money that i paid him to buy my records back from and then basically yeah lucked out so um yeah basically got like about 400 records back for for nothing basically so, isn't it so um, funny how like bullshit <laughs> you the records you're like oh these are bullshit records and then 10 years later you're like okay nostalgia's hit i kind of wish i had this record and you look for it and it's like 50 dollars for the 12 and you're like what the fuck like <laughs> yeah it's crazy man i feel i feel discogs really kind of fucked up the game though. like in, in mm. discogs kind of fucked up the game dog we're yeah with stock yeah. x it's stock x yeah, yeah. stock yeah. x and and you know it's even on like certain things like i mean was it i was talking to um my friend rob percy uh the other day about uh 50 cent get rich or die trying like the original because i'd always like seen it but i had like all the singles so i don't really like need like the album so to speak and i had like all the bootlegs of like what a gangster and stuff on there and then i was like oh, i could do the album but like i think the minimum price for the album now is like 80 90 pounds and yeah. it's like but they, they made hundreds of thousands of these like it's not an 80 90 right pounds. It's fucking thriller like, like it should be every, it's every it was everywhere yeah like, like you know like a, like a company flow fun crusher plus is like you know an 80 to 100 dollar record because they didn't make a lot of them you get me but yeah like all these kind of like there's this trend of like all these kind of like early mid like 2000s hip-hop and r&b albums are going for like dumb money at the moment and it's um yeah, I don't know if it's just like a phase or what. It's but a phase. Like, the don't seem to be coming down anytime soon. It's wild. It's no, it's like it's up there. And they're they're just expensive. We were mm. just it's funny because we were just talking about that album not too long ago because it came up on the record store that Phenom works at. And we yeah. were we were like, Oh, I would love to have it, but I'm not paying eighty to hundred bucks for it. That's crazy. Yeah, it, it's, it's it's totally deranged it's it's nothing insane either even mark morrison return of the mac got a repress you know and and you're just seeing these constant represses roll over and over and over while these og records like black street and stuff like that you know nick and i were talking about that 100 bucks hey did mark Anything morrison ever have a, another song did he have another song after that um no nah, no nah, he, he caught his uh, gun charge and then like, that's right that's so, right yo yeah he got right trouble. i forgot about that <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> yeah that was a thug <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, you don't let the song fool you don't he let told it you. he's the return of the back like, <laughs> got a rico <laughs> he, he was serenading you with real intentions oh, underneath yeah, yeah, he, he uh, should have been kicking it with Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat would have got him out of everything. Oh Everybody know Keith Sweat the thug, right? Y'all know yeah. that, right? Okay. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keith Sweat. Keith Sweat is like a G. Like a real G. Uh, 
I saw I saw a tweet today that I want to bring up while we're recording here. It said, uh, it's from Walshy the DJ. I've got a genuine question to fellow DJs. How do you tell a DJ they need to improve on something without offending them? Because knowing how 99.9% are, it's impossible. <laughs> kind of got everyone stuck. <laughs> I mean, do you know what it is? I think because like you got to have some kind of ego to kind of, and I'm not saying like ego is inside to be like big headed. You got to kind of have some ego about yourself. And I think, you know, um, I think any kind of creative is very like protective of like what, what they do. And right. you know what I mean, so maybe, right. maybe, maybe it's just the element of like taking something personally, but, and also the competitive nature of DJ and like, you know, like, you need to tell me that I need to like work on my scratch. Who the fuck is you? But, um, right. Right. I don't know. There's, there's not many that that criticism would land well from. And, and uh, you know, it it almost has to be like a legend telling you for you to be like, all right, fair, you know, like anyone that's that's even within eyeshot of, you know, being a colleague, it's like, there's n almost no criticism allowed at this point. It's It's yeah. the art form. We're all artists. We're all on the level playing field. And I don't know, you know, I, I, I did see a DJ last night. I listened to a DJ, uh, at the hotel bar here and it was, it was a very bad DJ set. And it was just like looping everything like on an eight to a four bar to a two to a one to a half to the quarter. And then like doing the slip roll back into the song but every like 15 20 seconds you know and it was like abrasive listening to they, it they just and unlocked that skill you just hung your pushing button <laughs> right, they right. just and, unlocked it like it's like you held it down and you were like oh this is yeah. a cool roll yeah yeah but yeah they are just going through everything it they're going through the their creative process right there you just had to witness it <laughs> But I'm I'm sitting here thinking about my friends that are in New York, that would be perfect right. for this venue, and and you know I I leave with with such a strange feeling that you know I heard a DJ set that I didn't like. Usually I can take something from any DJ set and be like, this was great. This person put me onto this. This little tidbit here I'm gonna take with me. But for the first time in a while, I left being like, I took nothing from uninspired. this. Uninspired? I, I left uninspired and unhappy as well. Oh, no. A, a, about just seeing, growing, seeing growing. this. Did you, did you go back into the doorway and just go at the DJ? I walked by and gave a long look and I was like, should I say that I'm a DJ? Not even say anything, but just be like, just so you know, there's somebody else that does this in the room. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, that's not even like... <laughs> somebody in this room knows what you're doing. <laughs> but you know, just, just, to, just to be like, be like, hey, there's two doctors in here. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even think that's offensive. I would just kind of leave it <laughs> at that. Funny. Which is almost more it's oh. mortifying, right? When you're like just lollygagging around and then you're yeah, like, but, but for that oh, DJ I'm not now, alone. 
But for that DJ, now he's looking over his shoulder like, fuck, who is it? He's looking at every single yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, not me. It could be the person. <laughs> now he's shook. Him, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, not me. No, no, it's no. Just somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I'm not a DJ. I'm, I do DoorDash. I'm actually, you know, I'm out of here. I gotta get my order. I actually gotta pick up the food right here. I was just waiting. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not me. Like... <laughs> I think if if someone oh, left sure. it that ominous, if someone was like, just so you know, there's somebody else here that, that does this as well, that would be Why enough. Up there to, hamming it up, hamming it up. The thing that got me, and I'm not going to go on this for too long. Wait a minute. No, I lied. there's I'm more. Let him cook. He had someone hop on a girl that was like oh can you teach me how to dj and he actually went through with the part he did the bit and i don't think i've ever seen someone commit to the bit in public at a gig where he's like yeah this is how you do a role (laughs) (laughs) and now she's doing it the same way that he taught her right and i said i gotta get I, i'll take the check i gotta go i feel like giving criticism is tough like you said it has to come from somebody like like that is a legend or something especially if you're super, kind of established. super og the triple og like at this point we've all been working for a long time if a peer yeah, that you're shit. not like buddies with tells me something i'm like shut up shut the fuck up <laughs> Sit but, down um, and if listen. you're like a super <laughs> og that's like hey man i don't even know what criticism an og would give because I, I think about like i i know where I, I fall short you know what i mean i know what i'm not good at we all do yeah yeah but i don't think i do those things in public intentionally <laughs> like, <You're> right <laughs> <laughs> I just don't do those things. <laughs> like you're not gonna catch me out here doing scratch outs and fucking. <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not a scratcher. So I'm, I'm not trying to. It. I'm you trying to have... play to my strong suit. I'm yeah. not just throwing things at the wall here. Yeah. I'm trying to make up for the fact that I'm not good at scratching by being really good at blending. And maybe you'll forget that I'm not scratching at all. Like hey, I haven't heard a damn scratch out up there. Like I mean, that yeah. happens though. If you if so, you really throw a good party, well, so and, and the, just, flip, the flip side is too is not everybody needs to scratch. Right. If you know what if you're proficient in it and you know what you're doing, it's fucking incredible. Mm-hmm. If if you're kind of just working it out up there, it's working it out. <laughs> and and like we can we can tell we know. We know, we know. You know, we we're sitting here with a turntable as DJ Cable. If he hops in the room yeah. and sees and sees you doing the the not even DJing doing the one of these, you know, <laughs> then it's just like Have you guys ever know. been in this situation? Have did yeah, it give man. criticism? Um I've I've gotten a little bit of criticism, but only when people have like asked for pointers and stuff. But I'll yeah. never turn and be like, you know what, bruv? 
in the trash. Like I'd never like kind of, you know, like be be brutal with it or anything. I'd be like, do you know what? I like what you do. I like this, this, this. I think maybe you should like work on these areas mm-hmm. and kind of being as constructive as possible. Cause um I like to think that the people in my circle and the people that I look up to, if I was to kind of approach them on like the same thing and just be like, yeah, I need a bit of advice or um I would say like, what's your opinion on this? Like I'm in a group chat with um Donch and a couple of other guys and even like certain routines, like before I post them, I'll send them their way and be like, yo, what, what do you honestly think of this shit? And, uh, you know, they might say, yo, this is dope, or something might turn around and say, I like this, I don't really like this, maybe you could do this. And I'll take that on board because it's always good to kind of get like a fresh pair of ears, um, especially someone's been kind of tuned with like what you do um, with scratching or in terms of your selection and that. But um, yeah, if like someone like random was to come up to me and like try and give me like some critique and advice, I'd be like, Fucking you, bro. Right. Whatever. It, it's like, so offensive. Like, like, yeah, even if like, you like, found you know, out gonna, that it's a celebrity or like not, a legend, gonna, you know, I'm not gonna go like to the cashier at like you know Nando's and be like, you know what, you should give me my change in my right hand and my left hand. Okay, can we talk about can we talk about <laughs> Nando's though? Because we don't have a lot of Nando's in the in, in the states. Can we talk you about know, Nando's? Yeah, we can talk about Nando's. Like, if it, do you know what it is? I think because it's on like it's everywhere for us. Like, it's just basically just like overpriced chicken and chips at the end of the day. So like, it, it's it kind of still bugs me out. Like, everyone comes over and like, oh my god, I really got to go Nando's. And it's like, bro, if you really don't need to go Nando's. Like, <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> we are we we have an overabundance of like KFC and. You know, now we have like Dave's hot chicken and stuff and, you know, Popeye's and and whatnot. So anytime UK has more KFCs than the States, I will say that. But UK also has Nando's though. So any, anytime, anytime we can get a, you know, just a little change. What the fuck is is Nando's? It's fried chicken. Oh, it's a chicken uh, yeah, spot. It's piri, piri, piri fried chicken. It's um, I think it's uh, South African originally. Oh, it's Piri Piri. Um, gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know and, that. Um, yeah, it's originally South African, and uh, I think, if memory serves me correctly, um, and then yeah, they just got like just a whole bunch of them everywhere. But um, yeah, you like just yeah, this is dope. Like it's, it's dope, but it's also like kind of oh, there's nowhere to eat. Oh, fuck it, we'll just go Nando's. You know, it's I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, you know, last resort kind of thing. But you know, the food is good though. It's all right. Um, but yeah, it just you know, it's it's mad because like every every like American hospitality like. Like oh, I already got like Nando's, and it's just like oh, okay, all right, come on, let's, let's go get some. Food. Yeah, it's just because it's not here, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's just like how In and Out was. I'd be, I'd be the same if I went to LA, then I'd want to go to like In and Out, or I'd want to go like go. to Ross or something. You know what I mean? So yeah. I guess it's almost kind of like a tourist, like a tourist yeah. thing you've got to do. But um, but yeah, I, I mean the the food's not great, but um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was on a fucking mission last night around 11 o'clock i was like i want a milkshake and most fast food places at midnight I, yeah. <laughs> no because he brought play, a but you play ps5 and just like Paul. oh yeah i've been i want a milkshake spider-man too i got home <laughs> yes. from work I, I was you know i got done doing trivia night and i was like i want a fucking milkshake to while i get down on spider-man and I mean, so not? I was like, all right, let's do this. Let's fucking bust a mission. Go out. I hit Sonic. Sonic's like, ice cream's done. We're about to close in 30 minutes. I was like, fuck. Okay, let's hit Jack in the Box. Hit Jack in the Box. No ice cream right now. We're cleaning our ice cream machines. I'm like, fuck. And I go, who the fuck does late night milkshakes in and out? 
haven't been in and out in forever. I hit in and out, got me a strawberry milkshake, and I was a ha- happy as a clam. <laughs> Completely <laughs> skip McDonald's, knowing yeah. their ice cream machine would be. Yeah. I already know. I already yeah, know. Yeah, you work. can't get any ice cream items from <laughs> yeah. McDonald's after 10 p.m. It's not. A Wait, thing. C- Cable, is that the same by you? Is y'all's ice cream machine always down at McDonald's, or is that just a state's thing? He's just a state thing, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He seemed real confused about that question. So that's it's crazy. Definitely yeah, that's like an thing. ongoing thing out here. Is like, you know, that you can't get milkshakes at McDonald's because their ice cream machine is in for it. There's a website called, um, what is it? It's a, it's a website basically, uh, does it work or something like that? Is it a locator? It's, it's a locator. <laughs> yes. And it updates you <laughs> on if the ice cream machine is running at that particular McDonald's. Yes. So you can find out which. Funny. Ice like which McDonald's has ice cream available through this website. America sucks. Um, I'll find it. It's mad easy. But um, since we're on the subject of fast food, hey. what we like to do around these parts is set our friends up with fast food endorsement meal uh, endorsement deals. So what we want to know is what is the DJ Cable meal and where is it? Uh, what do you, what do you mean? What is your go-to fast food? <laughs> oh, and where um, is it? And we yo. need specifics down to the drink. Yeah. Jeez, man. And uh, if you want to like get like crazy, like uh Cardi B or Bad Bunny or Travis Scott, like you want to put a new menu, I mean new item on a menu, you can, can get freaky with it if you'd like. Yeah, okay, okay. Do you know what? I'm I'm pretty like I'm a creature of habit, so like um normally it's a lot of like um motorway like service station food so like um which isn't isn't great at all but there, there's like a i don't know if you guys know about marks and spencers it's like a department store uh finland got over here but they got their food in like certain like bp garages so like it's always like a meal deal if i'm if i'm out and about so it'll be like the plant-based hoisting duck wrap um then depending on what time of night uh, what time of day it is if it's at night i'm getting a flat white uh with oat milk um because i'm bougie like that and um, <laughs> then for my for my snack because you get a main you're drinking the snack uh, the snack is going to be um like a like a millionaire shortbread thing uh, i don't know if you guys know it's like kind of like shortbread but with um caramel and then like some chocolate on the top like, Ooh, sweet. okay Ooh. and then if i'm balling then i'll get a packet of um crisps or something on top of that as well like some yeah just some salt and pepper ones so wow. but um because as much as I love like Mackie D's and everything, it turns my stomach to shit the next day, bro. Yes. So, um, I can't oh, yeah, it's gonna crush you. Yeah, you know what I mean, so, um, so it's either that, or if I'm really pushed, then um, KFC and it's their three piece, um, yeah, fries and a, and a Pepsi or just a water or something like that. Man, yes, that's solid. Yeah. That's solid. It's very interesting to get. We haven't spoke to somebody not from the u.s in a minute mm-hmm. so i always get stoked to hear what your guys's take on is on the endorsement meal because it's usually something i've never heard of yeah and and then obviously we got like like enough like kebab shops and stuff in it that are open late so like if you're like out drinking or whatever then you know sometimes you might like um well actually you'd either go get a bagel if you're like brick lane so you go a bagel bake or something like that but Normally, I would just like go to a kebab shop, and people love like getting doner kebabs at like three, four o'clock in the morning. Um, so that's also like another fast food staple in the UK. But um, yeah, if I'm ever go like Turkish, I'll just get like a lamb shish or something like that. 
Turkish fast food. Yo. What a world. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so uncultured. That's so real. (laughs) You wouldn't eat that anyways. Don't even ask. Oh, I Just the fact that it's there, though. Okay. Okay. All right. Just the fact that the option is there. It's like, yo. I mean, just, that. To, just to have the option. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, no veggies on there, but lamb. No, and but I'll eat the lamb for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to take a sec to shout out uh, the fantastic internet at the Moxie Hotel, New York. Again, uh, wanted to wanted to give that a, a nice shout out before we roll it up. Um, Cable, okay, well, let people know any projects you got coming up, anything you're working on, anything you want to share with us. Um, so still putting the blends up on uh, my Bandcamp, uh, djcable.bandcamp.com. Um, Dancehall Blends Volume 3 is coming soon. I'm just kind of working on that at the moment. Um, and still putting out like um, original like, instrumentals and stuff. So I just dropped um, <clears throat> some Bandcamp as well, but some DSPs, um, uh, 999 day uh, projects. So um, back in September, uh, Roland like celebrate like the 999 drum machine. Uh, mm. kind of mm-hmm. sort of a challenge to kind of make like two rhythms uh just using like 909 drum samples on uh the koala app on my iphone um so i was on vacation and couldn't take my laptop so i was like okay i need to do something so let me just download this and got to grips with it so yeah both of them beats were like made in in koala and then mixed that and then ableton afterwards and there's like one grime rhythm on there and one that's kind of almost on the weird kind of like techno grime kind of thing um just yeah um kind of try to sort of set myself a challenge and just trying to make the weirdest shit possible oh, yeah. um and then yeah just a whole bunch of like um kind of lo-fi boom bap type eps as well coming out so um one's coming hopefully this side of the year and then moving into 2024 um producing for some artists as well so uh there's an artist in bristol called axel holy uh doing like a joint ep of him producing all the tunes and then there's a rapper from uh birmingham in the uk called roxanne um start working on a few tracks at first so kind of moving more into like producing for more artists next year that's like kind of like the goal and in the interim just kind of like fling out some some blends and edits and everything for the people mm. oh, yeah. that's dope uh the band camp is just dj cable on band camp as well yeah okay yeah cool. everything's pretty much just like at dj cable on on socials and yeah everything Perfect. Did we do the one song yet? Did we, we did we add one song? song? Uh, okay, well, any song you want to add to our five on five podcast playlist on Spotify? Jeez. Uh, it could be anything, yeah? Um, yeah um, yo, what have I been listening to recently? Um, about, yo, let me just follow, let me just check up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One time, because yo, this might take a while still um i don't want to be self-indulgent be like hey guys you should put one of my tunes no, on please be, yeah. i mean we could do that too uh i, I mean it's, I, I don't want to i don't want to be self-indulgent it's all good i'll, I'll pick someone else's we'll, we'll uh-huh. pick something yours to put on there for you oh so... you don't got to self-indulge we will <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> for you. appreciate that uh what have i been listening to recently do you know what because i was talking about listening to swisher house a couple weeks ago uh i'm gonna go with um paul wall sitting sideways Hell okay, yeah. yeah. Always good. Hell yeah. Uh, I, know I, I also I also might put it out and I think Paul is probably the best white rapper of all time. Whoa. Ooh. Whoa. 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 Spicy. Whoa. Spicy. Whoa. He's in my you Whoa. know what? He's if, up there for me. If white rappers had a Mount Rushmore, I'm putting Paul Wall up there too. With 100. with 
uh, vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> That's a hot take. Does Alchemist <laughs> count as a rapper? Yeah, Alchemist counts. We'll, we'll put Alchemist, Alchemist counts. Okay. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously, we'll put M up obviously there, M. But, um, uh, obviously, I gotta put Eminem up put there. M. I don't want to, but I'm gonna. No, you have to. You have to. You have to. Yeah, like, you have to. And now I'm having a hard time <laughs> picking a fourth. Um, a wall again. Um, yeah, I don't know who else is there. Uh... Oh, duh, Mac Miller. Oh, oh yeah, there you cool. go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. MC Search. Oh yeah. Fresh. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, run MC that. Search is not going up. Yeah, 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 run <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to put MC Search up there, run but he's not. Because I'm, I, I would have to replace Paul Wall to put MC Search. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it. Not, yeah, you can't do that. It's because yeah, I, I just, I went into. I would the love to put there him in place of Eminem, but I just know I, sh I can't. You can't. Well, t technically, you can. It's just the internet will tell you. I guess I can take off Alchemist because he's more. There you go. Because he's more of a producer. There you go. There's your workaround. No MGK? <laughs> no chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Go no happen. MGK? Says no and I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Mac Miller's the number one on that group. No. That's that's good. Over M? Mac I'm putting Mac Miller, just personal taste. Mac Miller, <laughs> Paul Wall, Eminem, MC Search. Where's Vanilla Ice? He's not up there. He's not, <laughs> no, up there. he's not on that. He's what about Young there. Gravy? He's fun, but he's not on. He's not even. Dude, you know what? I, I really like that uh, that tune that samples Rick Astley. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. Yes. Oh yeah. Gravy <laughs> has fun songs for sure. That's the best. What about Riff? Where's Riff on that list? Riff Raff. Uh, he's 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 Riff should be up there. He he's in be, my top ten. There you go. Yeah, he should be up there. He's in my top ten for sure. Trav Mark. said, "There you go. Like that's a big accomplishment. Top ten. Hey, that is a big accomplishment <laughs> oh, because good, not good, a lot good, of people good. will put him there. Oh, good, 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 good. Not a lot of people name, will put him there. So, name ten famous white rappers. See, I couldn't. I couldn't name ten. Yeah, you of could. Them. It, it's gonna need some time. All right, so we have four. You already have we, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Um. You said Riff. We said Riff. I need the, the, four this, more white rappers. Kid Rock. Count? Who? Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Kid Rock. Yeah, uh, yeah fuck it. We need numbers right wolf. now. <laughs> Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. Yellow Wolf. MGK. Yeah, you could say Mike Stud. Oh, uh, G Easy. G Easy. There you G -Eazy. go. G Easy. Yeah. G Easy's good. I, I like really some good. G Easy. Yeah, yeah, he needs to come back out with some music. I'm not co signing that statement. I need, I need a G Easy and oh, well, Jack Harlow. You're not going to say Bubba Sparks or uh, Bubba Sparks. That's Dungeon Family. Yo, is he Dungeon he, Family? He was the guy. Mm -hmm. He was the guy on on uh, NERD lap dance. Lee Harvey. He was the white rapper. What, what, what happened to him? He had like one tune and just closed Harvey. Him. Yeah, something the heart. Uh, it's it's something the heart. He was on lap dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what he said. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was white. Yeah, <laughs> when you think of Harvey, you think of a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> that's the bar. That is so. Oh funny. wait a minute! I, I got one. I got one for y'all. Blondie. Oh, uh, oh yeah, shit. Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. No, I'm not with the Bob Dylan rapper <laughs> bullshit. I'm not with that. I'm so sick of people saying that. <laughs> big you know, man, um, big man. You know, uh, George Michael done a done a rap tune one time, yeah. 
His first single was a rap oh, song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> I don't know if that counts as rap, though. Everything was rap back then. They just, everybody's talking about rap. He was singing That's his ass off. That's how they packaged it. This is how they Too angelic. <laughs> he is. <doesn't laughs> Wham rap is not rapping. He's just singing fast. Oh, he Iggy. Sis- Iggy. Sis- Iggy, System of a Down. Oh, yeah. Iggy, System of uh, a Down? No. Sh- he's- Chanel, Chanel West Coast? You guys are reaching. No? Chanel West Coast? That's not a reach. Chanel West Coast is a rapper, but she's uh, not. Win. Win. Shout out Portland. We're, we're, we're wrapping this up. Sorry, we, we this is turning into a different show. This, we're this we're is in turning into right a, a totally different show. Um, I do want to thank you, Cable, for joining us. Yes. We, I want to do another interview soon down the road after you get some of these projects out where I'm on stable internet. I'm not out here in the in the desert of New York. Hey, man, go ahead and drop a folder into that uh, into that email. Reply to that email. Drop yes. a folder to the boys. Yes. Yeah, yeah, Anything yeah, you want the boys to play, definitely. Please yeah. send over. Um, we didn't even get to talk about your BBC residency. Oh, can, can we can we just can we tap into that real quick? Yeah. yeah real yeah, quick yeah. before we ride out. Um, yeah, no you had residency for what three years? It was three uh, years or so. Uh, yeah, it's about like two and a half, three years. Um, yeah. And uh, initially, that was meant to be like a six month contract, mm. and uh, overstayed my welcome. Yes. Um, and yeah, it all kind of happened like mad. So, um, Mr. Jam had a show, um, and he had like this kind of segment called like the um, sixty minutes mix or whatever, and every like six to 12 months, like someone kind of like, you know, they'd refresh the lineup and whatnot. And um, I was just like bored at home one day and I'll just like email jam just on the person. I was like, yo, Pete, um, what am I doing the 60 minutes thing? If, if it ever changes, let me know. We'd love to do it. And then two months, like literally two days later, the producer for the show hits me back and goes, um, do you want to do the 60 minutes thing? I was like, oh shit, that was easy. <laughs> and um, yeah, kind of um, treated it almost like a radio show. I've been a radio show because I thought, yo, initially I've got like six months. So I need to come up with something that's like super certy. And at that time, Grime was like having like a resurgence with you know Skepta release and that's not me and German Whip by Meridian and Dan and whatnot so I was like let me find all the kind of grime artists that are currently popping um also do like a grime set with them and then showcase all the new stuff and kind of kept it like that really so I was kind of bringing guests onto like the BBC radio that other shows weren't normally doing at the time which I guess kind of helps with sort of me staying there like a little bit longer um so I kind of had like direct access to like some of these artists and that and um yeah, through then I was just like kind of, you know, covered like Target a couple of times on a Friday night, which is dope. So I got to like broadcast live on one extra, which is, you know, a dream for me. Um, and yeah, just kind of submit mixes like all across the station. So not just for Jam Show, but doing some shit for Charlie Sloth, doing some shit for uh, Target, doing some stuff for like the weekend shows as well, breakfast shows. So um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good time, man. Um, obviously things changing, you know, lineups change and whatnot. Um, but I was kind of glad to sort of have that experience of like working with like a big ass like broadcasting corporation like them. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And, you know, um, like looking back at it, um, you know, you kind of, you're just kind of like going through the motions and, you know, you kind of like having to submit stuff every like week and do bits of other shows and stuff. So I was kind of like just busy, just like churning shit out and linking advice that I didn't really kind of sort of stop to kind of, you know, I take it all in and be like, oh my God, I'm doing some shit for BBC until it kind of ended. And I was like, I'm radio DJ for BBC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> <kind of laughs> about it sometimes. And, um, you know, like I, I do kind of miss radio and I do miss being able to kind of um, like do like specialist stuff. I mean, did some stuff with Rinse for a little bit. 
um and like some stuff for um uh like some mixes like for kiss fm like for kiss fresh as well but um yeah the rinse shows were good because that was just like me playing like whatever i was feeling within like hip-hop it's all kind of you know you're gonna hear the down south stuff but you're gonna hear like you know 15 minutes like medley of like all the latest griselda joints and stuff um so yeah i would love to get back into radio at some point i guess it's got to be the right station but i think just with the way that people are like consuming music and kind of consuming content now um i don't know if i'd want to kind of put all my effort into that because i feel like you know doing the stuff on the socials and routine works and stuff but um every, like, every time i come i'm djing the club like people come up to me they're like yo have you just got a playlist before it used to be have you got a mixed cloud or a soundcloud people just like you got a spotify playlist i'm like is is this where we're at now you just want me to like yeah it's just, just wild, playlists yeah so um yeah it's just weird i mean if, if someone like nts hollered i'd, I'd consider it because again it's very like niche they got their their kind of core fan base it's kind of like one of the cooler stations to be associated with but yeah i don't think i'm re really in a rush to kind of get back into radio anytime soon but it was it's such a wicky period in time though like being able to go to the building like you know link with like the, the music editors have the artists come through interview some of the artists like get to use like the, all the fancy mixing desks and everything you know because like prior to that, I was just like, you know, recording mixtapes at home and sending them in. But when they were like, oh, you can use our studio, you know, I was like, oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, it was, it was fine, man. It's really good. Yeah. That's so sick. I think uh, first guest we've had with a BBC residency. I, oh, yeah. I don't think, yeah, I don't think Greg Wilson had one. Uh, I, I would say he's honorary and due for one. <laughs> Facts. Uh, Greg is Greg is definitely due for one. What about um, Louis? Louis was he never had one? Louis LaRoche. He yeah, he definitely deserves one as well. Yeah, so yeah, I, I would I would say tastemakers. Yeah. You yeah, are sure. you are on on a short list of you know, people fuck man. I used to listen to Pissy Sellout all the uh, fucking time so i i went to um sixth form with him which uh, i guess like your kind of what senior year of high school the equivalent to that um mm, okay. so yeah originally like i'm from colchester uh which is what just over like an hour from london and yeah we were both like from the same area so like used to wow. yeah like sit in like the the kind of cafeteria with him and everything it's mad and then um like i reconnected with him like a few years ago like we both done a gig out in in austria and uh kind of like catching up and stuff but yeah he's sick man he's such a nice guy as well nicest guy i was fortunate enough to dj with him in chicago and i was like dude i don't know if you know but you're a fucking icon <laughs> like you know like especially you know blog era talk and moving forward like him rob the bank people like that like fucking dope but yeah uh no we we're very grateful to have you on the show man uh wanted to give you your flowers and thank you very much for joining us, man. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank, thanks. I like, appreciate you guys getting me, get me on the podcast just to, you know, chat my shit. Pop it up. Table guy. Take the greatest white rapper is of all time. <laughs> I, I think yeah, I finally man. decided on number one. You did? Yeah. Yeah. Who, who is it? MC Grinder. Boom. Let's go. Uh, yo, oh, yes. Yes. Inside. 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 No, no, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much. And again, thanks for like the support and edits and obviously bumping my shit and um, you know, taking the time to, you know, um oh, for sure. Company, man. It's just yeah, it's honor, man. You know what I mean? Absolutely, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you, Cable. Take care, man. No worries. Bless up. Peace. Peace. Peace.